We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 146. Our guest today is a Belgian show jumper who had some big shoes to fill with a super successful father in the sport, and his twin brother rides as well. And so I wanted to talk to him a little bit today about how he kind of paved his own way in the equestrian world and how him and his brother landed arguably one of the best sponsorships in our industry, H&M. So without further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, Nicola Philipparts. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Yes, no problem. I would love to hear about how you first got into the equestrian industry. How I got first in the equestrian industry, I think it's, uh, I can thank my father to that. I mean, he's been riding for more than 30 years and he's been doing Olympic Games, World Championships and he bought us a little pony and, and I never saw anything else in horses. We, are, we have a big stables at home with a lot of horses and yeah, I, I kind of rolled in it. I always saw it. I went with, with him to the biggest shows and, and yeah, I, I wanted to do the same as what my father was doing. So we slowly, Olivia and me, we rolled into it and yeah, I'm happy that we followed my father's footsteps. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, those were big shoes to fill for sure. He has had yeah. so much success. Tell me a little bit about the dynamic of growing up with a twin brother, doing the same sport, probably competing with each other. What did that kind of look like? I think it was fantastic also that my father was always there to help us. He had a very, a very big impact in our in our life and also in the horses. He's he what he realized in, in a few years' time that and he, he could show, show this to me and my brother uh, so quick. I think as a twin is very nice because we always went together to the show. So we were never really alone. We always both rode on the same level. We rode many Nations Cups and Championships together. And I think if you can do that with your brother, it's fantastic. Still now, uh, we have each other every day on the line. And we, we see a little bit how the horses go, see what he thinks, see what I think. I think if you're at the same age, you always grew up together. And for sure, competition-wise, you always want to be beating your other brothers. So I think the level between us always pulled each other up as well. So that makes it very nice. Do you have similar, would you say you have similar riding styles or are there, do you have like certain types of horses that you gravitate towards that your brother does or doesn't, or what does that kind of look like? Um, To be honest, we, for sure, we ride a little bit different, but we're in the same system, the system of our father, which, which we've been in now for many years. I mean, we always, had to learn to ride with many different horses, but for sure we prefer like more lighter horses, quick off the ground and, and, and it were, yeah, sporty horses. I think we all like that, but we always had to learn to ride with many different horses because we're also quite a big dealing stable. So we got many different types of horses and we always try to make the best out of them. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, growing up, you know, as a junior rider and a young adult, what are some moments that really stick out in your head as being like pivotal parts of the start of your career? Well, I think, I think it was 2007. We went, I went for the first time to the European championship with the pony. So it was also together with my brother, Olivier, and then we got fourth with the team and fourth individual was very good, but so wow. just, just twice, not a medal. 
And then two years later, I rode the juniors in Hoofdorp. Then I got the individual medal, uh, silver medal with the Noble Virton, which was a fantastic horse. After my father took over the reins after European Championships to ride in the seniors. And I think it was a very nice horse for him. And we had a lot of fun with that horse as well. So cool. And then uh, the main highlights was together with my brother for myself, Vimero. We, we both rode on the team for the young riders and uh, we got a we got a gold medal with the team and then i got an individual gold medal as well with carlos vhpz is the one that mclean wrote mclean mm-hmm. ward also wrote for a long time and that that horse was a very important horse for the beginning of my career in the juniors young riders and seniors as well Amazing. That's so cool. Tell me a little bit about, you talked about your father's program and that that that's something that has been a very big part of your career and kind of developing your riding and your ability. Break that down a little bit for me. Like, what does that program look like for you and your family? Well, to be honest, he, he never he never pushed us to be riding riding horses or riding ponies. We did many different sports, but we always came back to the horses because he always made sure that we had a nice pony or a nice older pony. So when we'd go compete, we would always could win a class or we'd have good results. And it also motivates a lot more when it goes well when you're young. Mm-hmm. I think he, he, he was never very pushing and he always let us choose a little bit what to do, but he was always there ready for us when we wanted to ride and yeah, I think we, we have a nice place. We have a big forest. We have a big outdoor, a nice indoor. And yeah, playing. he, he learned us playing-wise a little bit the basics of, of, of horseback riding. And like this, we fell a little bit into it. Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like if you have that right in the family, it's kind of hard not to be, want to be a part of it, you know, having all of that, you know, right at your fingertips with the, the property and the horses and the experience and having you know, like your, your father, which has been probably such a, a big part of where, why you are where you are at today. So yeah, for it sure. makes and, sense. And when you grow up, you grow up, you come, you go watch him in Ark and you go watch him in Calgary, Geneva, you like the biggest shows in the world. And you see, you see this, it really, it makes you dream of one day you can ride it yourself as well. And, and it really motivates. And if you, if you can stand so close next to somebody that drives these shows, it, it really inspires and motivates a lot to try to do the same when you get older. That's, so. that's yeah, that's so true. What would you say? I mean, obviously this last year has been a little different and has affected showing. What does the next year pending you can compete? What does that kind of look like for you? What are some goals you have for yourself with your horses and uh, your competition? Okay, well, last year was a difficult year for everybody, but some horses, okay, the advantage was that we had quite a lot of young horses. We could ride more ourselves at home because normally we compete every week, but it was it was a long year for, I think, for everybody, not mm-hmm. only in our sport, but in any sport. And it's still it's still difficult so far. That's also why I came a little bit here to, to Wellington in Florida because the shows are, uh, keep on going here and, and my horses progressed good. So hopefully I'm, I'm on the global team this year and hopefully you can ride a few nations cups as well. So my best horse at the moment is Katanga. She's a very good mare. She jumped the five stars here and, and hopefully left and right, she can have a few good results in the five stars and, and try to build up from there and, and see where we get this year. Amazing. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your current string of horses. Well, at the moment, I have Katanga and then I have a few nice and nine-year-olds. They just turned nine, so they're not very on a high level yet, mm-hmm. but they're jumping 145, 150. 
and they they look very promising, but they're not very known yet. You have Mr. Uno, it's uh, by numero uno. Olivier is riding that one now. Uh, I think it's a very promising horse as well. And then my younger brother Thibaut is riding Can from the Catavana. It's also a nine-year-old Canon. It's also very promising. He jumped double clear in the Nations Cup last weekend with him in the Young Rider Nations Cup. And yeah, there's a few younger horses waiting for me at home. So I'm looking forward to start competing them again at home and, and see how they how they get further in, into the season. Switching gears a bit because I have a question for you listening. How much time and money do you spend on your horse's training and maintenance versus the time and money spent on your personal training and maintenance to enhance your ability as a rider? This is where Athlete EQ comes in. Athlete EQ is a complete fitness and health concept specialized for equestrian athletes. Training to strengthen the abilities as a rider needs to be specific and efficient. It needs to be long-term and it needs to be adjusted over time as we develop in the sport together with our horses. The health and fitness of the rider should be considered just as often as the health and fitness of the horse because it's a true team sport and it really helps to have the health and fitness of both horse and rider in check. My girl Nina from Athlete EQ has a deep understanding of the equestrian sport. She is actually also an equine nutritionist and works with some of the world's leading sport veterinarians. She also works with some top riders on their fitness and nutrition, like Jessica Springsteen, Emily Moffat, and Adrian Sternlicht. She also works with some top riders specifically on their equine nutrition, like Michael and John Whitaker's horses and Nelson and Rodrigo Pessoa's horses. I'm telling you, this is an incredible program, and I am so excited for Nina to come on the podcast very soon, so be on the lookout for her episode. But for now, take a look at her website at athleteq.eu. That's A-T-H-L-E-T-E-Q dot E-U for more information. Thank you so much, Athlete EQ. All right, let's go back to the episode. Tell me a little bit about how you how you like to start the horses. Is there a certain age or is it a case-by-case scenario? How does it usually go for when you are first starting to kind of see a, a young horse's potential and start putting it in your program? Yeah, so I think it's, it's very personal for every diff, every horse is different. So you try to make the best uh, program and the best plan for that horse. But most of the time you try to buy them between five and seven, eight years old. And then we, we try to produce them at home. We have also two two riders at home that do many national shows and, and really produce the young horses. And then we try to take over the reins between between seven and eight. I think that's 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 the main goal because there's also many international shows you cannot take young horses with. So we have a very good team at home, a very a very good scout, very good young horse riders. And, and they try to produce them and like we are also with four, so I'm like it's me, Olivier, Thibault, and Anthony. We can each ride a young horse or two. So then, then you have already quite many riders that can produce the young horse and try to give them the best plan as possible and and try to make a Grand Prix horse from it. That was always our system, and and so far it always worked out quite well. Amazing. That's so great. What would you say is an area of the equestrian industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Well, it's difficult for me. The best thing is like I, I, I'm crazy about animals and, and horses, my favorite animals. So if you have a connection with 
with with an animal every single day and you can do you can live from what you like to do every single day i think it's a very big advantage like we we like to be busy with horses and and horsemanship is very important for us in the stables so if you, if you can busy be busy with them every day and and you can make your living out out of riding horses and do what you like i think that's already a, a very important thing in life yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that's that's definitely something. It's a it's a good reminder for all of us equestrians, like why we first got into this sport was for the love of the animal. So just kind of remembering that and making that a big part of your everyday life, I, I think is what's we always will be with two in the ring. So one day we can have an off day and sometimes the horse can also have an off day. It makes it also very difficult to to be very consistent every single week because mm-hmm. you're always with two and and it's very difficult, but on the other hand, it's also because it's so difficult that it makes it very nice when you have good moments and, and nice victories. Yep. With a, let's say you are prepping for a five-star at the end of the week. What does your week kind of leading up to that event look like? Well, most of the time, so in Europe, we fly in and out from Wednesday to Sunday. I would come back from the show Sunday evening, be back in the stables Monday, ride the horse a bit make some ex- do some exercises make it make sure the horse is loose that it's stretched a bit and then on tuesday we maybe jump a little course see how it feels and and go on from there wednesday they probably would go to the show and then thursday is the vet check or wednesday afternoon is the vet check depends how far it is but i think it's it's very important that the horse can go relax to the show and, and feel confident on on jumping the bigger jumps in the weekend what are some of your favorite exercises to set up at home to prep your horse, keep it balanced, keep it, you know, focus on lengthening and shortening, getting ready for these bigger classes? It depends a little bit what horse it is. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I like to have um, three oxes in a row on one stride, so it makes them confident for the wideness of the oxer and then makes them stretch and makes them loose a little bit over the whole body. And then and I, another exercise, I would put four, four verticals in a row and two strides in between with pulls on the ground. So they, they would use their body over the jumps and, and they could stretch a little bit and stay confident and on the middle of the verticals. I think these are two very nice exercises and I do them quite often with the horses at home. Cool. Love that. Another really cool thing I feel like about your career and your brothers as well is your sponsorship with H&M. I feel like that's something that's really unique and I think that, you know, H&M is a super unique sponsor being that it's not extremely directly related to the equestrian world. They obviously have um, created products, but it's more of a lifestyle brand and it's a huge one. So tell me a little bit about how that came to be with H&M being uh, one of your main sponsors. Well, to be honest, I think uh, Olivia and me, we can be very fortunate uh, to be in the H&M family. I think they're fantastic people. They're very nice and, and we see them a few times in the year. I think uh, we can be very fortunate to have such a company supporting us and even to 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 be an ambassador of a brand like H&M. I think it's, it's, very, it's very unique and we're very happy. We started, I think, around five years ago. I won the World Cup in Gothenburg in Sweden. And then they were there and they were looking to expand in the team. And then we had a few meetings and uh, a year later, uh, Oliver and me, we started writing for H&M. And so far it's been going very well. They, they, they helped us so much in, in, any, in, in everything, in shows, in, in competing. And even like they, they're a very uh, modern company and they're very fashionist wise. So we always have new clothes and, and that makes it very nice as well. 
So cool. Love it. Yeah, that's definitely an amazing opportunity. And they're such a cool brand. So I just thought that was so cool that you got you got to work with them so closely. Yes. And the team is also the, the team is very close, like Marlon, Peter, Olivier, me, and and with the people from HM, we're very close. We also do sometimes team buildings together in the in, in the season. And they're very nice people and they really support us in any any way they can. So cool. What are some of your favorite H&M pieces that you like to ride or compete in? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's very nice because we change twice a year. So they always try to, to follow a bit of fashion in the, in the fashion industry. And it makes our jackets always a little more unique than the other ones. And we mm-hmm. change every half a year. So it makes it, it makes it nice that we can always change and, and have some new things. And, and they really help, help us with new ideas in the, wow. in the sport. Like also in the sport, they try to innovate the new new saddle pads and new riding jackets. I think that's very nice. So cool. Love that. Amazing. Well, Nicola, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me a little bit. Your story is amazing, and I think you're doing some incredible things. And I wish you all the best in this next year. Super. Thank you very much. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.